Welcome friends, I'm Rev. Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for December 31, 2023. Today's Gospel lesson is from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 40. Who is Jesus? When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. The sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was eighty-four. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. New International Version The Gospel accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John actually contain very little information about the childhood of Jesus. That's because the Gospels are not biographies, in the sense we think of them, but rather they are narratives that seek to answer a fundamental question about faith and life on this earth. And that question is, who is this Jesus? C.S. Lewis went about exploring that very question. He reasons with us in his classic work, Mere Christianity. I am trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic, on the level with the man who says he is a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else a madman, or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon, 
where you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. St. Luke's account of Christ's childhood stories seeks to make some important theological points about Jesus. That he was born a Jew amongst devout religious Jews in a thoroughly Jewish society under Roman authority. That he was born of a woman, born under the law. That he was obedient to his heavenly father. So as such, the presentation of Jesus in Jerusalem at the temple is motivated by specific requirements of the law of Moses. It says in Leviticus chapter 12, The Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, A woman who becomes pregnant and gives birth to a son will be ceremonially unclean for seven days. On the eighth day, the boy is to be circumcised. Then the woman must wait 33 days to be purified from her bleeding. She must not touch anything sacred or go to the sanctuary until the days of her purification are over. When the days of her purification for a son are over, she is to bring to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting a year-old lamb for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or a dove for a sin offering. These are the regulations for the woman who gives birth to a boy. But if she cannot afford a lamb, she is to bring two doves or two young pigeons one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. In this way, the priest will make atonement for her, and she will be clean. What's more, every firstborn male, as Jesus was, specifically belongs to the Lord and is set apart. It says in Exodus chapter 13, The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me every firstborn male. The first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belongs to me. You are to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb. In days to come, when your son asks you, What does this mean? Say to him, With a mighty hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. When Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed the firstborn of both people and animals in Egypt. This is why I sacrifice to the Lord the first male offspring of every womb and redeem each of my firstborn sons. It will be like a sign on your hand and a symbol on your forehead that the Lord brought us out of Egypt with his mighty hand. Luke was making the connection that when Joseph and Mary presented Jesus to the Lord in Jerusalem, they were essentially dedicating his life to God. Jesus would be the means of redemption for all the people. Mary would have remembered the words the angel Gabriel told her, that her son will not only be holy, but also be called the Son of God. The life of Jesus, conception, birth, presentation at the temple, is demonstrably dedicated fully and completely to his heavenly Father. Deliverance for both Jews and Gentiles is focused in the person of Jesus. Simeon and Anna show up at the presentation of Jesus as devout Jews who are awaiting the fulfillment of God's promises of consolation and redemption for Israel. It says in Isaiah 52, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. That's Isaiah 42. Isaiah 52 says, Break forth, shout together for joy you ruins of Jerusalem, 
for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm. Before the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Simeon and Anna became the spokespersons for the redemption that is to come through Jesus. They both got a glimpse of the salvation that would one day reveal itself to the whole world. Forgiveness of sins, deliverance from death and hell, and freedom from guilt and shame all become laser-focused on the suffering servant of God. Who is Jesus? He is the ultimate meaning of Christmas, the incarnation of the Son of God, the Savior of the world. Amen.